Hello and welcome to the Inspired Astrology Podcast. This is Lauren K. Hickman. Let's take a breath. Let's take a moment. Where are your feet? Where is your seat? What's in your surroundings right now? Do you have a fur friend there to listen with you? Are you walking? Can you feel your feet on the ground? Your hands on the steering wheel? What do you smell? What's the temperature? Can you feel the breeze? Or is it cold? Wherever you are, you're right with time. I know it's hard to believe that. But when we learn to trust the process, we can learn to embrace the cycles and the challenges of this reality. And here we are at the new moon, first new moon of the year in Aries. As an Aries who celebrated my birthday this week, this is a really interesting report. Um, So much of it was written when I was not consciously thinking about it. So I hope that you'll be able to flow with me in this very Jupiter-Neptune-Pisces sort of time that we're in. You know, when I look at the chart, it is a bowl of energy moving from Capricorn to Taurus with an emphasis on the Aquarius, Pisces, and Aries. All the planets just kind of bowled together. So in contrast to Capricorn's control archetype, Aries is not as interested in the destination as they are in the journey itself. Aries is about the go and less about the goal. I mean, sure, there's an immediate satisfaction, you know, the motivator for Aries. Hence the midden pile, for those of you who didn't have an anthropology minor, (laughs) a midden heap It's kind of like the refuse stores of ancient cultures. So every Aries has a midden heap of incomplete projects by (laughs) all of those with us with these Aries placements. You don't have to have a son in Aries to be Aries-like people. We all have a little bit of that in us, a little Mars in us, a little Aries in us. So with this guttural sense of being in this world, they can create the burnout style of a bonfire. Burn hot, die out, rebuild, reignite, burn down, die out, and the cycle continues. Without earth or fixed elements to set the container for Aries, there may be an untethered quality to this sign. They may have a toddler quality, curious and engaged, Also easily distracted, chasing the next shiny. For those of you who don't follow my Instagram account, I put on stories yesterday a picture of Jeremy from the Rats of Nim. And he's a, you know, this crow, this creature that is always going for shiny stuff and grabbing at strings and trying to create new projects and gathering things. And that felt pretty Aries to me. (laughs) So I posted a picture of Jeremy. This one's dedicated to the Rats of Nim. 
Oh, the word unsatisfied, that has one that's come up in my life again and again over the years, but unsatisfied is a great descriptor for this moon. Um, but dissatisfaction can be a great uh, reminder of what we do want, what we're chasing after, right? So with Mercury conjoined with this moon, and the sun and Chiron all in Aries, we're all thinking about how life might be better right now. Things are a little not okay, seemingly, on the macro scale. We can't keep spray painting over the deep scratches in each one of our individual psyches. So this lunation emphasizes the swiftly approaching Mars-Saturn conjunction. And today Venus is in that mix, right? So Mars-Saturn conjoined in Aquarius... And these typically express advocacy for the collective, Aquarius being about the collective. Saturn in Aquarius mirrors ideological systems, ones that don't exist in the physical, only in theory and in practice. Um, I didn't add this into the report, but also what we're doing right now is sort of a Saturn in Aquarius energy of its own right. talking to my phone in a place under the sky and you're somewhere listening to this traveling through airwaves technology is a system that doesn't live in the physical but it does exist sound might be a a part of that if you think about sound and vibration so there's a lot of that kind of medicine in Saturn and Aquarius so Can you see where you are or the collective is holding on to old perspective? Is there a stubborn focus on outdated vision of the future and not accepting the reality that we're in? Jupiter and Neptune's connection in Pisces offers water and hope for the seeds we are planting today. This, the Saturn-Mars influence, offers that grounded fixed plan when utilizing this Aries jet fuel in our life. I definitely don't want to undermine Aries. (laughs) I am one. Um, And call it unintentional. Unintentional Aries. It's just impulsive, right? Gamblers of the heart. We may run full force into a short-term vision, finding ourselves anywhere from a fruit-filled orchard to a cliff's edge. But you got to give us credit for being an unstoppable force until the inevitable burnout. This new moon, take some time to rest. Envision the ideal version of you. Envision the version of you that is well enough to give of yourself. Extend that vision to your community. Spread out and imagine and envision the world you feel in your heart is possible. I just think about um, this, this, this magazine called Ad Busters, and I think it's uh, printed in Canada. It has a whole story of its own, but I really enjoyed Ad Busters as a youth because it felt very rebellious and edgy, and that is something I very much identify with. <laughs> and Ad Busters had this, you know, these great graphics and very, like, DIY zany kind of feel to this very professional looking magazine and I remember seeing this image this graphics on a black circle that said a new world is possible 
a new world is possible. We are writing that script. So I am feeling a lot of things about this particular new moon. Um, I'm going to stick to the script because I could really go off on a tangent with this one, but the Aquarian and Aries influence for me, it translated to me and we energy. And we often think about the axis point, the axis of identity for Aries and Libra is um, the self and the other. Um, But that feels more relational than it does this we concept, the me to the we. That was a kind of a revelation I had while I was writing today. So when Aries takes their journey beyond the myopic belly button gazy story of the self, there is a duty to inspire others to find their own inner spark for others to find their flame, their best being. When we are at our best, when we are healthy, we can connect this constellation um, stretching from ourself to each relationship that we have. That's the labor part. Each relationship to our partners, our loved ones, our colleagues, the workers that we interact with, right? The guy at the coffee shop. (laughs) We can stretch that out into the community and into a healthier society and a healthier world. But it it starts with you. You know, if you're you're not well, (laughs) that's the thing that needs to be focused on. Right? And I got together with a really good friend of mine. Um, She came out to uh, Milwaukee from New York City for my birthday and she was talking about all these, all this work that she's been doing on herself. She's been in a relationship for 13 years. And all of a sudden, when she's finding space within, doing journaling, meditation, um, mindful eating habits, you know, taking better care of herself after being a you know, mother of two and a career person and all of the things, you know, that she's still maintaining her role as a mom, as a partner, a wife, a friend, a parent, but she's creating space for herself and all of a sudden her perspective's completely shifted that the things that annoyed her before have actually not been a problem you know it's not other people changing she changed she changed her perspective that's how it goes right just little bits by bits so right now we're collectively writing this new script and you know the new moon in Aries the first new moon of the year it's a the bravery to step out of the ground in this traditional astrological cycle. We're not yet to the Aries full moon, Easter, the beginning (laughs) festival of the Christ. More about that later. Okay, darlings. Um, So the Saturn Mars Venus connection touching in Aquarius during this lunation is squared to the North and South nodes in Taurus and Scorpio. Now, Taurus and Scorpio have an association with the second and eighth house that has to do with personal resources and shared resources. So that shouts to me, you know, Taurus about security, Scorpio about intimacy. So my insight would be that this is a gaze into the crystal ball of Pluto changing signs and moving into Aquarius in the next few years. You know, we always get these sort of like micro cycles that help us to get um, 
acclimated, if you will, to the next adjustments, these next cycles in consciousness. So, you know, we're creating an impact on this journey for the next calendar year, 2022 to 2023. You know, Taurus and Scorpio are associated with sharing and security, having enough money, food, time, shelter, safety. And I'm going to add expressed love, intimacy, and affection. So when I sat with all this, all this Aquarius-Saturn energy, you know, the idea of theoretical systems and agreements we collectively adhere to to come up, right? Um, for example, time. Time is a construct. We agree on time so that things kind of function a little easier rather than like, oh, when the sun's over that building, I'll meet you in the courtyard, right? We say three o'clock. Um, we have traffic rules. We have cultural norms. We have hand gestures and expectations. You know, what's socially acceptable? Again, all of these are agreements that we make as a society. Saturn is structure. Aquarius is like air and electricity and community what connects us all so generally I would just say we need an upgrade we all are aware of this (laughs) so um, for this new moon to fall on right around right because it's going to be you know 137 central time so that means it's you know on the west coast it's going to be on March 31st east coast April 1st Um, March 31st is trans visibility day and Mars, Saturn, Venus, and Aquarius and the stellium providing air for the fire into social justice issues, right? We think of Mars as the um, masculine principle. We think of Venus as the feminine principle. And we have all of the in-betweens of that, you know, the spectrum of gender. Um, so with the square to the nodes that emphasize resources, safety, security, and bringing darkness into the light, the Scorpio aspect, south node, north node, Taurus coming up, springing, springing eternal, right? Taurus season is in the spring. Um, I hope this is making sense for you. And I, I know it's hard to translate some of the poetic, abstract, mental, electric ideals that come through with with being an astrologist, but um, I hope this is making sense. The safety and security of so many trans individuals, uh, domestically and abroad, um, it's scary. You know, the statistics about um, houselessness, uh, job insecurity, safety, violence issues, self-harm, depression, Uh, death by suicide, all of these are very, very impactful on the trans community. And, you know, if if you have any heart at all, (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast, you know, allyship is a continual process of educating yourself and educating those around you to understand where these systems of oppression and aggression come from in systemical uh, patriarchy and colonialism and general self-hatred, which can translate into hatred towards uh, uh, marginalized groups, such as trans people. So trans Black Lives Matter. You will hear me always, always supporting that. 
Um, I live in Milwaukee. We're just north of Chicago, and I am shocked at how many um, violent deaths that, that there have been in the black trans community, especially um, black trans women, and uh, it destroys me. It just hurts um, every time that I have to read these posts, and this needs to change. And it only changes through our broadening of our own views and working to harmonize those around us and just letting that move out and out and out, you know, just by being interested in people, right? If they post something that's aggressive, you know, hey, I know a little bit about this topic. Do you want to talk about it? Right? Because we can't be aggressive in trying to change people's perspective. We're only responsible for our own. So how do we make change? We be the change, right? And that's, I mean, I feel like I should have included that in the report. Thanks, Gandhi, <laughs> avatar of the Aquarian age. We have to be the change we want to see in the world. It starts with you. So other contemplations I had, you know, when I was sitting with the Taurus and Scorpio and the squares and the Saturns and the Venus and Marses and all that was sex work. And the need to legitimize and create safe conditions and destigmatize the trade in this country and elsewhere. Um, anyway, <laughs> so messages from this moon of upgrading our societal agreements and working on the me to we axis is the focus. You'll hear me say that again and again me to we. All individuals are valuable to society. We need a dishwasher as much as we need a cook. We need the farmer as much as we need the merchant, as much as we need the patron, as much as we need the server. One's worth is not dependent on one's work. This microcycle example of a restaurant is a simplified way of seeing our interdependence. And interdependence can be um, expressed in so many different ways. I mean, just the phone that you're holding or the headbutt, the earbuds in your ears or the cup of coffee in your hand, right? You know, it took rain recycling up into the atmosphere and pouring down the mountain and nourishing the coffee berries and the coffee berries were picked and then they were roasted and it's a whole thing just to get to that cup of coffee, to get to you, to get through that Starbucks employee or hopefully local business if you got that in you. Um, The microcycle example of the restaurant is a simplified way of seeing our interdependence. Just as no zodiac sign or season is more important than the next, right? Aries is not the beginning, it's just another step in the cycle, right? It's when the seed emerges from the earth, having to be brave and fight the elements and the wind and the burning sun on its little growing out of the soilness, a little plant, a little seedling, right? So we can't only love the, sp the spring, because it would not exist without winter, right? We have all these contrasts in our realities. Reality. <laughs> we don't get to be separate. We don't get to separate one from the sum. So other things about the Taurus um, Scorpio axis that's being activated is work and labor. Um, hierarchical patterning right that one person gets paid eight dollars an hour and then somebody else has 800 million dollars an hour <laughs> i know that's pretty extreme but i really want to paint a picture here 
Um, I am, I am uh, not in Milwaukee right now, and someone pointed to me to a vacation home, and they're like, yeah, that's $15,000 a week to rent. And I thought, man, I have no idea what that would feel like to be like, oh, yeah, that's $15,000. And you have to, like, add so many zeros to things to even have it, like, comprehend or click. <laughs> uh, privilege. Okay, so um, what I'm trying to say, say is that, you know, we're all important. <laughs> so the person cleaning the hallway and the toilets is just as important as the person running the company. Everyone is necessary. And our... Labor laws do not reflect that. Our payment to that does not reflect that. It is, it is gross, the, the extremes in our society. And I know that the that contrast lives everywhere, but um, we're seeing this in the, an uprising of, of workers leaving their jobs, right? Uh, I was talking to somebody in New York. There's no dishwashers. What a fantastic analogy. <laughs> so... The hierarchical, hierarchical, try saying that three times fast, hierarchical patterning that burdens the many and benefits the few, which is what I've been talking about. So this frustration is being seen in the mass exodus of workers exhausted in the wake of this new world we're mapping out. The last time Mars and Saturn conjoined, right, was in Capricorn, and that was March of 2020. You know, we're, we're two years into this thing. We all know what that felt like. So that coincided with lockdown. It didn't cause lockdown, right? Reflective, not causal. So coinciding with lockdown. And here we are now, <laughs> just a couple days off from the Saturn-Mars conjunction in Aquarius. And we are feeling the next octave of this energy. So how can we explore these topics in our own lives? And using our privilege or ability to influence by changing our policies if we're in a position of management, you know? Are we getting involved with civic duties and offices and politics? Are we educating ourselves? Change comes from within. And as rebellious as Aquarius is, I feel it does recognize systems. And as the nodes are soon to be activated by Uranus, Aquarian ruler, we'll see the ground shake light the sky, illuminating what has been in the shadows. How we go about change is up to us. Um, it seems like humans, we, choose the, we never choose the gentle route. It's less exciting. <laughs> Ego likes a good drama with the storyline. And that is phenomenal existence. We're all intertwined, so the impact of your consciousness, your sanity, your ability to offer and hold space for yourself and others, and be at peace in the face of conflict and strife, it does make a difference. What you're doing right now makes a difference. That's, that's soul showing up. So as I sign off, I wish you so much peace and meaningful contemplation at the start of this new cycle. Take really good care of you and stay inspired. This is Lauren K. Hickman. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman and follow me. Uh, it's a private account now just to protect my space. Um, you should protect yours as well, but I'll let you in. Just send me a, a request and I'll get you confirmed. 
You can follow my stories. You can follow my studio, Ursaday, which is the LLC, the umbrella of my services, and hopefully more to come with that. Not hopefully, there will be a lot more. Just you wait. Um, you know, send the moon mailer along to your friends if you get that in the mail. That's what I'm reading from this evening. Um, you can Venmo me if you want to send me a tip at Lauren K. Hickman on Venmo. Um, I am so grateful for the opportunity that I have the ability to speak and to use this platform um, to this this tiny but mighty audience. And thank you for listening and for supporting my work, for signing up for a session and readings and letting letting your people know that I've made an impact on your life, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's just a little bug in your ear telling you to be yourself (laughs) because no one else can do it but you and you're going to be the best at it. All right. Uh, Until next time. You can find Lauren on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman or schedule a personal reading. Please donate to support this work.